As you know, since the beginning of the year, we have been going through this exercise of reading through the New Testament together as a church. And while I hope that we are all staying on course with that, I'm enough of a realist to know how easy it is that sometimes our best of intentions don't always get carried out. And so each time we start a new book in our reading, I always think this is a good opportunity to just say, no matter where you are, if you've gotten behind, just jump in at this point. Last week, we completed our reading of the Gospels, and we have now turned the page to the New Testament book of Acts. I'll tell you that one of the challenges in following this reading plan is that our reading plan doesn't always line up with maybe certain events that we might recognize together as a life of a church. For instance, our reading this week starts at Acts chapter 2, which covers the most significant events in the life of the early church, the day of Pentecost. But at least as far as the calendar is concerned, Pentecost, the day of Pentecost, is not recognized in the church for another two weeks. But even though that's the case, I didn't think that I wanted to let what we read in Acts 2 for us to just pass over that without giving recognition to what the significance of this event is all about. So our purposes today, our intention is to be focused on what we read in Acts 2 this week about the day of Pentecost. And I would say that it all started with a spirit of expectation. If you were to turn to the very end of Luke's gospel, this is what Jesus said the night of the resurrection. He said to the disciples, stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Now I want you to notice two things about what Jesus says there. First, he told the disciples to stay in the city. In other words, don't leave. Don't go off on your own. Don't get scattered around, but stay together. The second thing, though, that he said is stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. In other words, Jesus is telling them that something significant is yet about to happen. And it was also the same point that he made just before Jesus bodily ascended into heaven. He said, wait for the gift my Father has promised. So the seven weeks, the 50 days between the resurrection of Jesus, Easter morning, and Pentecost Sunday was a period of expectation for the disciples. But all that time of waiting in anticipation of the disciples receiving a spirit of empowerment in their life. I want you to think a little bit about what the disciples were like before Pentecost happened. For instance, the Gospel writer John tells us that on two occasions, on two occasions after the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus found the disciples all huddled together 
behind a locked door in the upper room. Why? Because they were afraid. They had just witnessed their leader, Jesus, be crucified, and they were afraid the same thing was going to happen to them. That's why Jesus told them that they would be clothed with power from on high. He reminded them of that again just before his ascension. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. In the days following the resurrection, the disciples were afraid. But the gift they received on Pentecost was a spirit of power for them to be bold and courageous followers of Jesus. And there's probably no better illustration of that happening in someone's life than in the life of Peter. Remember Peter before this? On the night Jesus was crucified, Peter denied even knowing who Jesus was. When the Holy Spirit came to Peter on Pentecost, what a difference. And we didn't go on and read the rest of Acts chapter 2 this morning. You're going to read that this week. But when we read that section, we learn that the Holy Spirit came to Peter and he boldly and courageously, powerfully spoke about who Jesus was and who he, what he did. On the day of Pentecost, the disciples were empowered. And they were empowered because of the experience that they had that day. The experience that we read in Acts chapter 2 can probably best be described as what we might call a phenomenon. And a phenomenon is an unusual or abnormal occurrence. And in the opening verses of Acts chapter 2, there's three of them. One is what we might call an audible phenomenon. As a part of what happened on the day of Pentecost, we are told that there was a sound like the blowing of a violent wind. I want you to notice two things about that verse. First of all, Luke tells us that what they heard was the sound like a blowing of a violent wind. He doesn't say there was actually a violent wind. It just sounded like it. But the other thing to notice is that in both the Hebrew language of the Old Testament and the Greek language of the New Testament, the word that is translated as spirit, it's say, that same word can also be translated as wind or breath. In other words, here the Holy Spirit literally makes himself known to them with the sound of wind. There was an audible phenomenon that they experienced that day, but there was also a visual phenomenon. Luke tells us that they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that rested over each one of them. Again, notice the language here. Luke says... They saw what seemed to be. He's not telling us that there were actually burning hot flames on tops of the heads of the disciples, but somehow it looked like there was. And how appropriate that the image of fire is used here, because fire is an image that's so often used in the Bible to represent the presence of God. 
Remember when the Lord appeared to Moses, he appeared to him in the form of a burning bush? When the Israelites crossed through the Red Sea on dry land, God guided their wilderness wanderings as he guided them by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Throughout the Bible, in many places, fire is used as an image representing the presence of God. But then also on that day of Pentecost, there was what we might call an oral phenomenon. For the disciples and the others who were followers of Jesus, suddenly they began to speak in other languages. Now, what's strange about this is that the people speaking in those languages didn't really understand what they were saying, but the people who heard them did. We're told here that there were people visiting in Jerusalem from every nation under heaven. And they all heard what the disciples were saying in their own native language. It was an oral phenomenon. All of this happened on the day of Pentecost. But you know, all of that didn't happen without there being a few critics in the crowd. There were those who wanted to dismiss everything that happened by saying that these disciples are just drunk. But Peter knew that's not what was going on there. And so to that criticism, he provided an explanation for what they just experienced. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, Peter stood up, raised his voice, addressed the crowd, and said, let me explain this to you. And again, although we didn't read this section in Acts chapter 2 this morning, there's four things that Peter says as a part of his explanation. First, these people aren't drunk. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. Secondly, a long time ago, God said this exact thing would happen. Peter quotes from the Old Testament prophet Joel, where God says, In the last days, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Third, Peter makes it clear that Jesus was crucified and raised from the dead, and it's our sin that caused that to happen. And fourth, because of Jesus' death and resurrection for us, Peter calls for us to repent of our sins, to be baptized, and to receive his Holy Spirit. You see, boldly, confidently, powerfully, Peter gave an explanation as to what was happening on that day of Pentecost. And the result of what happened is that those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 people were added to the church that day. What's incredible, the church in that single day, on the day of Pentecost, went from 120 people to 3,000 people. How did that happen? It happened because the message that Peter spoke to the people was an evangelical message. And maybe the best way to define something that is evangelical is to say that it's a message that's it's just all about Jesus. It's a message that speaks only about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. It's a message that calls us to repent of our sins and to come to faith. 
It's a message that says that the victory of Jesus over sin and death is our victory. It's a message that changes your life and mine. It's a message that gives to us hope. It's a message that speaks God's love to you. It's a message that brings the promise of salvation to you. And no wonder then that after hearing that message, 3,000 people came to faith that day. All of that, all of that happened on the day of Pentecost. But you know, maybe one of the risks of just walking through the details of an event like Pentecost, maybe one of the risks of doing that is, is making it think like Pentecost is just some historical event for us to remember. But you know, the reality is, it means much more than that. You see, what happened on the day of Pentecost speaks about how the Holy Spirit has equipped your life and mine. Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You. The Holy Spirit is given to you. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. The Holy Spirit equips you. In John chapter 14, Jesus says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will teach you all these things. Another name for the Holy Spirit is advocate. Another name for the Holy Spirit is paraclete. And an advocate or a paraclete is a comforter, a counselor, a helper. You see, the Holy Spirit may not be visible to us. The Holy Spirit may not be audible to us. The Holy Spirit may not be a certain feeling or emotion that we have, but God has given you His Holy Spirit to equip you with the gift of faith in your life. Do you realize, do you realize that God has not left you here to fend for yourself? Do you realize that when you're facing something difficult in your life, you have a helper? Do you realize that when you find yourself struggling with something in life, maybe it has to do with something in your family. Maybe it has to do with something in your marriage. Maybe it has to do with your health. Maybe it has to do with an addictive behavior in your life. Maybe it has to do with feelings of doubt or despair or depression. Maybe it has to do with a variety of things. No matter what it is, do you realize that whatever it is that you might be dealing with, God has given to you His Holy Spirit to help you, to comfort you, to counsel you, to instruct you, to lead you. So that you're not alone. Do you realize that when you come to this altar and receive the body and blood of Jesus in Holy Communion, the Holy Spirit is there to confirm for you of the forgiveness that God has for you and the love that He has for you? Do you realize that when you open up God's Word, 
God's Holy Spirit is there in those words to guide your actions, to form your thinking, to direct your living. God has equipped you with the presence of his Holy Spirit to be a comforter, a counselor, a helper. I kind of like the analogy that theologian Leonard Sweet uses as he talks about the Holy Spirit. Sweet reminds us that the phrase, the twelfth man on the field, is a phrase that originated with the Texas A&M football team years ago. The twelfth man on the field is that force, that energy, that's that home team advantage. Sweet suggests the Holy Spirit is our twelfth man on the field. The Holy Spirit is literally God's presence in your life to guide you, to lead you, to direct you, to comfort you, to help you. You may not actually see him. You may not actually hear him. You may not actually feel him. But the Holy Spirit has been breathed into your life to equip you to be a follower of Jesus Christ every day. And when you think about it that way, then then Pentecost isn't just a certain day. The gift of Pentecost is yours every day. God has given you his spirit to help you, to comfort you, to counsel you in your life. In Jesus' name, amen.